0: Greenlight Network presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're ready to get ...into a new college football season. And we're going to start out with our college football preview. We're going to start out with the Mac and the Sun Belt. And each and every Thursday we're going to have two new conferences. Next week we're going to be doing Conference USA and the American Conference, the AAC. But today it's all about the Midwest and the South. With us as always to preview our college football expert, Dynamite David.
1: Hey there, really excited to be here, Uh, glad for a full regular football season, Uh, been anticipating it for a long time, ready to get into it.
0: Yeah, we are back, we got a full season, maybe fans in the stands, and hopefully not too many, uh, COVID uh, postponements, uh, possibly forfeits, I think the teams are going to get maybe a little forfeiture, but uh, full season upon us, and we're back on the Greenlight Network after a moving of studios. But we're ready to go and start unveiling all our shows coming up in the next couple of weeks with our college football preview. And then in a couple of weeks, we get Achilles' Raid and do our NFL previews as well. So look forward to that. Let's get into the MAC with Dynamite Let's David first. All right, we're going to start out with one of the top teams in the MAC. Uh, a little bit of some change here, though. Uh, Coach Lane Leopold left. Uh, well, just a couple months ago, to head to Kansas and uh, left Buffalo a little bit high and dry here. But Buffalo has been one of the top teams in the MAC since Lane Leopold took over and really been one of the top teams in the MAC uh, since Turner Gale took over uh, about 10 to 15 years ago. So what do you make of this Buffalo Bulls team? Their win total sits at eight. Uh... Where do you have them going? Here?
1: Well you, you say top teams in the Mac uh, last year maybe uh, and I don't know about your projections on this season but I think they're gonna be a little they're gonna fall back uh, middle of the pack here I think the coach leaving that late entire new staff coming in after spring practice they also lost 10 more players to the transfer portal uh, they managed to get six wins in seven games last year. I don't even have them getting six and 12 games this year, so I think it's going to be a huge fallback for Buffalo. They may recover in a few years. They've got a strong ground game, but I'm not so sure about that defense and uh, their passing game, and I, I just don't see them repeating what they did last season.
0: Yeah, this is – it. it. It befuddled me a little bit here because they, they still have a lot of elite players, uh, especially on the MAC level, even with their transfers. But with Lane leaving, and it wasn't just Lane, it was the whole coaching yep. staff. They bring in a whole new coaching staff. They bring in a coach who has really no experience at all, uh, more of a defensive-minded coach, uh, based on his you know assistant coaching experience. Um, you don't know how that's going to play out in the MAC, which is you know very, very uh high offense as you found out last oh, yeah. year. I love me really, some action, really into the Tuesday, Wednesday MAC. But uh, I- I'm with you, I have them on the under, I only have them at five wins here, but it, it was very hard for me to sort of uh filter out their wins and losses because they do have, like you said, I think their down game will be good again, even without Jarrett sit on the loss. Their quarterback is, once again, going to be very good. Uh, their receivers might not be quite as great, but, you know, they're more of a option-type running team anyway. Yep. Uh, they still have some really, really fast, aggressive defensive guys even out of the transfer portal. So, you know, high-end talent-wise in the MAC, they're there, but you just don't know with all this coaching changes what level they're going to be. And I just marked them down as an under five wins well, here. Uh,
1: you know, one thing I, I noticed uh, one recurring theme throughout the MAC this year, and a lot of these smaller conferences, I think we're going to see a lot is is returning starters. And uh, everybody in the MAC has. 18, 19, 20 restart, returning starters. Uh, this team only has 10 restarting starters off that team from last yeah. year. So I think they're the outlier there, and I think that's going to show up in their record for sure.
0: Yes. Uh, Schedule-wise, uh, I, I really only saw three uh, guaranteed wins on their schedule. Uh, Wagner, Bowling Green, uh, Northern Illinois. Um, but uh, I, I didn't see any like guaranteed losses on their schedule either. Um, so, you know, I, I think there were a lot of 50 50 sort of games that that's what makes it a, a little weird. Uh, you probably mark Nebraska down as a loss, but Coastal I, Carolina. I, I, I have no clue what Nebraska yeah. is. Um, you know coastal Carolina you mark down as a loss but I think if these two teams had played last year it probably would have been a pretty tight game so uh that one's early in the year so we're gonna probably find out pretty quick how good this uh Buffalo team is with their uh back-to-back versus uh, Nebraska and Coastal Carolina yeah,
1: they've also got Ball State on the road at the yes end of the year, so. uh
0: that was the other thing uh, their max schedule I think more than anything uh at Kent State at Miami of Ohio at Ball State and uh, also that little tricky game at Old Dominion um it doesn't sound like a tough game, but uh, that team has always been able to put up <laughs> points. Uh, stopping someone—that's uh, always been a little bit of a question. But uh, they'll fit; they would fit right in in the MAC. But uh, I have them at five wins overall. What did you uh, put uh, I, them down? I as? also
1: have them going five and seven. I'm taking the under minus one twenty-five under eight wins.
0: Yeah. Um, overall, they were the uh, favorite to win the MAC uh, odds-wise at plus three hundred. Did, did you see any value in that? I don't see a lot of value in that with no. uh, so many sort of questions about this team and a schedule that I didn't think broke breaks kindly for them. All right, Bulls state the defending MAC champions. Now, uh, in 2019, they got off to an 0-4 start, and since then... They have been 12-2. and two. Mike was about to lose his job, and now he's got a contract extension. is in college football. Uh, quite wonderful. But I, I think we're both pretty high on this team. Uh, the schedule seems pretty easy other than a little bit of a tricky early slate there. Um, really, really good offensive team here. Uh, what do you make of uh, Ball State?
1: Yeah, I really like this Ball State team. I uh, you know, Drew Plitt was able to stay healthy last year. I think if... Uh, he needs to stay healthy. I was looking at their quarterback depth chart. They have nothing behind him, so any kind of injury there, that could turn their season upside down. But as long as, uh, as he stays healthy, I think I see them going through the schedule. Like you said early on, I think uh, Penn State's obviously at Penn State could be a challenge. Uh, and at Wyoming, I wouldn't sleep on that either. That's that's quite the road game. So.
0: Yeah, uh, that's what I was talking about early, uh, that Western Illinois uh, game should be a win but uh western illinois has been a good 2a team and uh early in the season you can never really take those games lightly but i put that one as a win certainly but uh that that's a i, I didn't put penn state or wyoming as losses yeah uh, because one i want to see what penn state is i think if we learned anything from their season last year we don't just pencil them in as some offensive juggernaut who can maybe take a little bit of advantage of this ball state team but uh Going to Penn State, and then the next week going to Wyoming, and then you play Toledo, and then Army. That's Mm -hmm. a a little stretch where really I think their season will be determined, but it won't necessarily be determined in the MAC because those are all non-conference games except for the Toledo game.
1: Yeah, and even following that up with Western Michigan, that whole front half of their schedule is (laughs) is tough, and then they've got a pretty easy ride. Uh, Miami, Ohio is not a cupcake, but... Uh, they got a few in there, and then finishing off the season with Buffalo that we just talked about earlier. But I, I really like this Ball State team. I I, I think they're going to continue on their success from last year. Uh, Twenty returning starters, so looking good for them. And uh, they're actually my favorite out of the MAC this yeah.
0: season. Yeah, I, I really liked uh, them out of the MAC. A uh, couple questions I had about them. Uh, quarterback play has been solid, but it's not been. I, I wouldn't put him as the elite quarterbacks in the MAC. There are a couple others who have. Really, if he can make maybe a leap, this is his senior year. If he can make a jump and really propel them, they're wide receivers. Uh, they got three guys who are really, really, really good wide receivers and should take advantage in the MAC. Uh, the other concern a little bit, they lost some O-line guys. Um, and uh, as much as you might like the wide receivers and the quarterback and the running backs, uh, if no one is blocking, all of a sudden all that sort of shatters, and that makes me a little nervous. Uh, The defense is solid, if unspectacular. you know, Mac-wise, it's probably an elite defense, but I think that'll probably hurt them a little bit when they play those non-conference games at Penn State at Wyoming. I have them at nine wins. What did you have? Them I've
1: at? got them with ten wins. No, you got them at ten. So wins. easily, easily going over the win total of seven and a half. So I really like that over minus one ten. I, I think that's a that's a solid over. Uh, even if they lose a couple, that I don't have them winning, they're still going to be comfortably over. Yeah, that seven I, and a half. I think
0: that seven and a half is really low. Uh, Once again, like Buffalo, I didn't have any guaranteed losses on the schedules. Uh, So I had a lot of 50-50 games in there. Penn State, Wyoming, Toledo, Army, Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan and Buffalo, and then Western Illinois. Uh, Miami, Ohio, Akron, and Northern Illinois wins. So they got four wins you'd probably pencil in right off the bat. Yeah. They need four more out of those games really to go. And uh, it'll be very interesting, uh, that Penn State game, to see what sort of Penn State team comes and what sort of Ball State team uh, comes to play here. But uh, now they are plus 350 to win the MAC. the second favorite. I, I really like them. There's just so much depth in the yeah. back that 350 doesn't quite tickle my fancy if I'm going to hold a bet for six months yeah, there.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't take that one. I don't think that was quite good enough value, value even though they are my favorites. I think uh, there's about four or five teams right there at the top that could get it, um, and some of the other teams I think have a little bit better value there.
0: Any uh, national championships hope so is 50000 I, 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 I don't think so. <laughs> well, you had them at 10 wins. I, I didn't know if we were uh, a win over Penn State. Maybe uh, we start talking about it. Uh, we're going to move on to probably, I think, one of the most interesting teams here in Central Michigan, Jim McElwain, third season here. Uh, they've been solid, I and they look to be solid again. Is yep. there a chance that they uh, go beyond solid, or do you think they hit right at that flat line? Win total at six and a half, which pretty much says solid D. I,
1: I think they've got a, a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they did bring in Washington transfer quarterback Jacob Sermon. I think he'll uh, he'll be their starter for sure. Uh, this one, they've kind of a little wild card for me in the MAC here. They've got a lot of games that are kind of those fifty yes. fifty games. Uh, I've got them losing more than winning more of those 50-50 games. Um, But the the first three or four games are are really tough to get out of again there with non-conference games at Missouri, at LSU. Uh, So if they can survive those and still have a little momentum of going into the max schedule, they may be able to recover. But I I don't like them getting over that win total of six and
0: a half. I'm very curious about that opening game at Missouri. Uh, Missouri's getting a lot of hype. Uh, Call me a skeptic. But uh, I'm curious to see how they come out in that one. I think we'll get a good level of where they're at. If they get blown out, I think we're looking at probably five, six wins. If they're able to win that game, I think they might be able to make that jump to seven or eight. You mentioned the quarterback uh, transferring on Washington. We think he's going to be the starter. He was a big-time prospect uh, uh, going into Washington. Now the fact that he never won the job (laughs) might uh, signal how good he really is. But uh, it should be Interesting. I, I think their defense has the might be able to uh, be able to jump up a little bit, and uh, if you can find a way to defend in the MAC, I think you can figure out how to win games here. Um, but I don't know if the quarterback play is going to be good. You just don't know about the Washington kid. He could turn out to be one of the best players in the MAC, or they could be rotating quarterbacks, sort of like they've done the last couple of years. Um, I had them. Under, their win total of six and a half, but I had it right there at six. So uh, I think their schedule is just a little too difficult to really, you know, say they're going to hit seven wins. But I don't think they fall much below that six-win mark.
1: I've got them a little lower than you. I've got them only going four and eight this season. Uh, So I'm not as big on uh, McElwain and the Chippewas this season.
0: You you, you probably have them uh, losing games at, like, Western Michigan and Ball State and Toledo. I put those in my 50-50 category. Now, I think I marked them down as losses, but uh, I I think they can hang with those teams. Whether they can beat those teams, I don't really know. All right, we're going to move on. Oh, I didn't do the conference championship. They're at 500. Uh, I didn't see any value in that whatsoever. Uh, Fourth favorite I just think their schedule's too hard. Did you want any action? No, I, I'm not taking any action there yeah, on Central Michigan to win by the MAC. The, I think my skipping them <laughs> probably uh, summed everything up right there. All right, we're going to move on to one of the MAC powers, uh, traditional powers in the MAC, the Toledo Rockets. Um, Toledo, really high over under yep. here, eight and a half. Now, this is a very, very good team, and it's been really a very good team in the MAC uh, for, you know, 20 years now. Uh, so, where do you have the Toledo Rockets here?
1: Well, they've got a good couple t- uh, non-conference tests early on the season with at Notre Dame and then Colorado State at home in weeks two and three. I think those are going to be really good tests for this team. I'm curious to see uh, who's going to become the clear front runner at quarterback. Uh, they had Carter Bradley, who uh, shared some time with Daquan Finn, their dual-threat quarterback, yeah. last year. But they also bring in Georgia Tech transfer Tucker Gleason, who uh, may end up taking yes. the role outright to get all that um, there, but um, once they get past those opening games, uh, Ball State at Ball State in Week Four, they've kind of got a little bit of an easy road there up until uh, Ohio in the next to the last yes. week of the season. But their schedule is very favorable, I think, other than the uh, the Notre Dame and Colorado State games. Yes. But uh, Max schedule looks pretty good for, in my opinion. And uh, I've got them right around their win total. I think they're going to pull it out and get those nine wins.
0: You think they're going to get – I had them at eight wins right there. Uh, A couple questions. Uh, You mentioned the quarterback situation. I don't think they know who's going to start yet. Uh, They probably think they know, but I I think that's going to change. But really, uh, with this Toledo offense, I I mean, it's sort of plug and play with their quarterback position. Uh, Running back-wise, Toledo always has a really good running back. And they they'd probably bring in the best running back in the MAC in here in uh, Mac Bryant, or uh, Kobach Jr., uh, who was a Kentucky guy. Uh, very, who transferred.
1: There. They also have a very solid offensive yes. line. So. Uh,
0: uh, my concern here, uh, as always in the MAC defense, now it made a jump last year and was solid, but I don't know how to sort of gauge last year. They played six games, and you know. You, you can see it in the scores when they played very bad teams. The defense looked really good. And then when they got, you know, versus the Buffaloes and stuff, oh. that defense started to break a little bit. And I wonder if that defense continues to improve well, or sort of settles back to where it was the last couple of years when they were winning seven and six games instead of their normal eight, nine, ten games.
1: Well, one thing to look at, and I've already mentioned it, you know, uh, whether you think it'll make a difference or not, all 11 starters on defense returning this that's season. That's correct. So, uh, hopefully, you'd think, you know, a year extra experience under all their belts that uh, they would improve at least some, but uh, that's also a theme across the board throughout the conference, so yeah. it may not make that much of a difference. I
0: was curious uh, the Colorado State game. Oh, did you have that as a win for them or a loss for them?
1: I have them splitting. I have them losing at Notre Dame and, yes. then, go, and then getting that win at home against Colorado State. Uh,
0: I, see, I think that's where we sort of – I might have marked it down a lot. I put it as a 50-50 because – I don't know what to expect out of Colorado State. You never know what to expect out of Colorado State. You think they're going to win two games, they end up winning 10 in a year. You think they're going to win 10, and they win like two. Well,
1: it was a pretty close game the last time they played in 2019, so uh, Toledo pulled that one out. So I expect this one to be another tight one. But I Uh, think
0: that's our win difference right there.
1: I think I give Toledo the edge there uh, simply because they're the home team. So I, I like that.
0: Yes, so Toledo. I have them at eight wins. You have them just over at nine wins. Now their odds plus four fifty. Now this is yeah. It, it piqued my interest. They are in the hard side of the bracket in the MAC, uh, so it'll be a little bit of a battle. But four fifty does that? Uh, yeah. Nip your taste buds I, a little. I bit? think
1: I probably will jump on this four fifty a little bit. I think their MAC schedule is very favorable, and I think they could. Have a good shot at being in that championship game come the end of the season.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the other power in the MAC the last uh, 15, 20 years. And that's the Ohio Bobcats. Now, their win total sits at six and a half. Now, they've had a little bit of a uh, change here. Um, Frank Solich left, uh, I believe, about a month, maybe two months ago. Um, he retired. They bring in the offensive coordinator who's been there basically. The uh, whole time so th- <laughs> And uh, technically speaking, I don't know how many coaches get hired, but his last head coaching job, he went 13-0 and at Northwestern Oklahoma Baptist and won the NAIA championship. So they are technically bringing in a championship coach. Now, uh, that was in 1994 that he I, won that title, and I'm not quite sure what division NAIA uh, Northwest Oklahoma Baptist ends, so. I think
1: I think the, st- the stability on this staff, uh, the smooth transition when Solich retired. I don't think he, him leaving is going to have much of an effect on this team at all. And you know, I was just talking about favorable schedules with Toledo. I love Ohio's schedule. Yes. I think it lines up very well for Ohio to have a successful season. Um, they got a tough couple tough uh, non conference games. I actually like them going. Uh, they host Syracuse week one. I think I think they can get that, that win. But they've got a couple in weeks three and four at Louisiana, at Northwestern. Those are yes. tough, but if they can get back on the horse starting that MAC conference schedule after those two yes. games, I think they could go on a real good run and maybe win outright the rest of the it, MAC schedule.
0: A pretty uh, favorable early MAC schedule, too. At Akron, and then uh, uh, a couple home games right there, other mm-hmm. than the at Buffalo game. And uh, both of us were a little down on Buffalo, so maybe they can get off to that hot start in the MAC and, and ride that. I had them over at at eight wins. Uh, My only questions, one, is the coaching staff, uh, you know, can Tim coach them? Or, you know, Frank Sulich has been there so long, you just don't know what that transition's going to be like. And it being, you know, so late or early, I don't know which (laughs) uh, part we're going through here, late or early into the season, uh, the change. But uh, since it's sort of somebody who's been there, I look at that. Uh, My other question is quarterback. They have really, really good skill position, guys. They have a pretty solid defense. I don't know about quarterback. It it just scares me a little bit.
1: Especially in the high offensive match. Yes. That's I mean
0: you need a good quarterback. Now, uh, they have a couple guys who, you know, have promise. But until you see that out there on the MAC, and if you aren't capable of scoring 30, 35 points in the MAC, uh... You're going to have trouble winning uh, some of those games versus the elite teams. But I really do have them at eight wins going way over that six-and-a-half win mark. I thought that was really, really low.
1: Yeah, I really like the over here. I've got them going nine wins, uh, nine and three, and two of those losses being non-conference. So I've got only one loss in the MAC. Which is why I also really, really like the plus seven fifty conference champs because mm-hmm. I think the likelihood of them ending up in that championship game are also very high. That, that was
0: my next question uh, at plus seven fifty. Yeah, I think that's the best one on the board. Uh, really, right there. All right, let's move on to one of those offensive juggernauts we were talking about. Yep, and that's Western Michigan. Very interesting team here. Uh, we mentioned the uh, quarterback at Ohio. Western Michigan doesn't have any questions at quarterback. I, I think OB uh, is probably the best quarterback in the league. I, I really like this game. I I like watch Western Michigan's offense a whole, whole lot. I, I like Tim Lester. I-, I think this is a dark horse to win the MAC. Defensively, there are questions, though, and I think I think that's where this six-win total... I was really shocked when I saw the six-win total. I thought that was really, really low. Now you start to look at their schedule. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> there were more uh, 50-50 and lost days on there that I wanted to put on there. But uh, I, I think once they get into MAC, they should be one of the top two, three teams easily.
1: I'm not so sure. I, I just I don't see any relief in this schedule until... The back end, I just – they've got – they open up at Michigan. Week three, they're at Pittsburgh. They host San Jose State, which I've actually got that down as a loss. Uh, And then at Buffalo, and then they host Ball State, Kent Kent State, State at at Toledo. Toledo.
0: And then that bye. Now, that was my – if they can sort of get through and manage that first part of the schedule and and be in the mix, those last four. uh, I just – I think they're going to cruise – but I don't know if they are going to be able to handle that first four. I think the San Jose State game uh, it will be really, really telling. Uh, if they can win that game, that will help them. San Jose State does travel to them, uh, but it's in September, so it probably won't be too, too cold in Michigan quite yet.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I just I've got them losing three of those first four, and I just I don't I think that's going to just. Uh, take them down a little bit too much, and I don't know if they'll be able to recover and, and have the, a strong max. Uh,
0: the other thing is uh, the Illinois State game you see that you mark it as a win, but that's a, another good uh, subconference team, so yep. that's not necessarily a win. I, I don't think the talent disparity is like you know, Grand Canyon wise in there, and if you have a bad day, they can go in there and win that one too. Yeah. I, I think that's the question on them.
1: I, I think they very much have the toughest schedule in the MAC.
0: Uh, I have them at seven wins, right over their six. Uh, the reason I do like them, O-line, D-line, both good. Secondary, very, very poor. But I think they can sort of uh, maybe take advantage of games like your Kent State, who I know we're going to get to, and you like maybe bully them a little bit. Uh, I'm very curious about the Buffalo game at Buffalo. That's a tough place to win, but if maybe they can swing that one and uh, sort of split that. Buffalo, Ball State, Kent State, Toledo, and go two and two. I, I think they're winning probably those last four there.
1: I'm I'm going to take the push here at six. Uh, I'm not quite as high on them as you. I just I think I, the reason why I think they're going to get six, maybe even less. Uh, two years ago, the last time we had a regular, a full regular season, uh, they had four losses by seven points yes, or less. And that, even last season, they blew some, oh, blew some games. Close games, uh, they are, are not your so, friend. So looking at this schedule, if they're going to get find themselves in some close games, if they can't get over that hump, it's going to be another rough season.
0: Yes, definitely so. Um, it's 800 for them to win the conference. Uh, I, I don't know if I bet on it, but that uh, – at 800, that's a, that's a nice one there if they can sort of manipulate their way through the schedule. I do wish they were on the other side, <laughs> however, because uh, we're going to start getting to some yep. of those teams. Yep. If you notice, we, the uh, really, really bad ones we're, uh, we're about to hit on. Uh, oh, we're about to get to my favorites here. <laughs> yes. All right. Next up, I think we mentioned it. I think this is your favorite. I I think it's one of my favorite too, because I really like the coach, Sean Lewis. I really think he's a really good coach, and this probably, if this team does well, probably is last year there before he makes a move into uh, the more higher-up Big Five conferences. But Kent, also sitting at a pretty low level of wins here. Their schedule also pretty tough especially early on kent at five and a half wins uh western michigan's offense is really good kent state's offense is really really good and it's it's a lot more plug and play They, they just scheme you to death and they can pretty much put whoever in there and really dominate the
1: game well i'll tell you what uh i think they've got the best player in the conference playing their quarterback uh dustin crumb nfl scouts are already watching this guy i think he could be a top three draft top three round uh draft pick maybe even a first round pick uh he's the real deal uh sean you said this already sean lewis uh he's a real up-and-coming head coach he's the youngest in fbs at only 35 years old um but I, I think uh, they're they're going to be looking for their first conference championship since 1972. Yes. Now I have uh, the win rock win record isn't quite as good as I had a you know a ball state yes but I think that's simply because their non conference schedule oh, yeah. is yes. just brutal yes uh, starting out at a and m you get vmi at home but then you have to go to at Iowa at Maryland uh, now if they can get their heads on straight after those four uh, I could legitimately see them running through their max schedule without a loss. Uh, yeah. So that's why I, I'm, I'm just I'm really big on the Golden Flashes this year. I think they're going to be there, and like you said, this coach is probably going to be getting quite the promotion after this. Season. Well,
0: I I don't think they have a chance at A and M or IOWA. I put those as losses, but the Maryland one I stared at. Um, the only thing I, I think you can say negative about Kent State and uh, their sort of air raid style offense, their, their defense can be be quite quite poor. Uh, well,
1: uh, you know they've been right there. Uh, you know, last year they were right there in a lot of games, no defense yes. whatsoever. If they could just have some semblance of any kind of defense, yes. they're going to really take a jump this well, year. Well,
0: that's – if they can get one or two stops, they are scoring on the other side mm-hmm. of the ball. I, I even think they're scoring versus elite teams. They run that type of offense where they can put up points. Uh, now, whether they can stop any of those elite teams, I don't know, Uh but uh, I believe they did get like a sixty or a seventy hung up on them yep. at a point last year. Uh, so uh,
1: those over unders mm-hmm. might be fun yes, this season. <laughs> well, I, I know
0: you like to ride those until I think they started getting up in the eighties, and then you were like, uh, "This is ridiculous." But Kent State, uh, I have them over. Oh yes. barely over uh, seven wins. I, I don't think they can get to the eight because that schedule's so tough. I, and you know, once again. They're on the tough side of the bracket in the MAC, And, uh, I mean, I put down at Western Michigan, at Ohio, at Central Michigan. Those are all going to be tough games to go into somebody else's place and win no matter how good your offense is. Mm -hmm. And you just never know if you're going to drop those. And that's, you know.
1: I think that at Ohio is – Probably the biggest game they've got oh, yes. on their schedule. Definitely so. Uh, but, yeah, I've got them going eight wins. I, I think they can get to that, but easily covering that five-and-a-half. I think if you can still get that number, five-and-a-half, to take that bet, they're, I think they're going to cover that five-and-a-half. And, I actually, I'm going to take a stab at the plus-1200. Well, that's what I was going to ask you.
0: Plus-1200. Yeah, it's good uh, value. I, I think this easily is the best offense in the MAC. which is saying something. Schedule is very tough, but I think at 12 to one it, it might hit that number if they can maybe spring something in, in a couple of those row games slip yep. in uh, you know a win you know maybe at Western Michigan at Central Michigan. Uh, it'll be tough but uh, I, I think 12 to one's pretty decent value there. All right, we're gonna go to one of my favorite Dark Horse teams and uh, mm. speaking of teams that are all offense and no defense. Uh, eastern michigan uh really really like uh their offensive side of things really like their quarterback um the problem is uh they literally don't play any defense at all but they do have a lot of defensive starters returning um that's always the question though uh if your defense is bad, is it good to have all your defensive starters uh, returning? Uh, so, what do you make of Eastern Michigan here?
1: Uh, you know, I was looking. There, I think they're going to finish right around that win total, six and a half. Uh, this is like you said, it's a dark horse. You kind of don't know what you're going to get out of this team. I think they're going to be somewhere middle of the road. They can, you know, maybe win a road game they're not supposed to, lose a home game they're not supposed to. I think it's going to be a little uh, give and take on their schedule here. Uh, but they do have a lot of tough teams they've got to play. Um, but non-conference isn't too terrible at Wisconsin, Texas State. Yes. Uh, St. Francis is an opener. I think that's an easy W for yes. them. Uh, and they at- are not a good team. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, even at UMass, that's not terrible. Uh, so uh, I-, I think they could – uh, get around to that win total. I'm not. I don't think they're going to get quite to the seven to get the over. Yes. Uh, so I think I'm going to ride the the five and the under. On yeah.
0: Uh, I have them right at seven wins, so I'm going over. Uh, but that's you know that's saying they're winning at UMass. I, I don't as bad as UMass is. I think you found that out uh, last year uh, when they were getting 50s, and you were like, why is this team getting 50s? And I'm like, yeah, they're really bad. And then I think they proceeded to give up like 80 points. Uh, but they have to win that game at UMass, and the real swing one is probably that Texas State game. Uh, we'll get to them when we get to the Sun Belt later, but I, I think that's another wild card team, just like Eastern Michigan. We don't really know quite what we're going to get. They'll probably win some games they shouldn't. They'll probably lose some games they should.
1: One thing they do have going in their favor, a lot of their tough mat games are their hosting this season. They've got Miami at home. They've got Ball State at home. They've got Ohio at home and Western Michigan at home. I I think
0: that last half, uh, home Western Michigan at Central Michigan, mm -hmm. also will sort of flip it. uh, Probably about the same range as Central Michigan. Do you think Central or Eastern probably better?
1: Uh. I'd probably have to say Eastern is give them the slight edge over. I think essential. they're more
0: entertaining, at least. You'll, yeah. you'll want to tune in for Eastern Michigan I tell you games. what, those
1: high-scoring <laughs> action games are a lot of fun. I learned that last <laughs> season.
0: All right, we'll move on off Eastern Michigan and go to an interesting one. I think we differed a little bit on this one. We're going with Miami of Ohio. They're sitting at a pretty low win total here at 4.5. What do you make of Miami of Ohio? Uh,
1: I actually think they could surprise some people. Uh, I thought that win total was surprisingly low at 4.5. Uh, I've got them easily going over that. I like 7-5 and five for their record this year. Now, uh, real tough opening two games at Cincinnati. That's tough. Cincinnati's going to be really strong this year. Uh, at Minnesota, I think that's a hard place to go in and get a win. Uh, but then they come home and got uh, Long Island. But then they're also on the road at Army. Uh, so three of their four non-conference yes. games are on the road, uh, but I think they're uh, really solid. And I'm, you know what, I, you know who I'm excited to watch for Miami? Brett Gabbert, yeah, Blaine's brother. Uh, I think he could be pretty solid. He's coming into his sophomore season, get a little bit of more experience under his belt. Uh, they've got almost all their starters on defense back, but again, we get into their schedule and look, they got Ball State, Ohio, and Kent State all on yes. the road. Uh, but I, I think this. Uh, I think they're good enough to get over that four-and-a-half for sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was on the other end of this. I, I do agree, Gabbert, uh, really solid quarterback. Uh, but my probably problem with them is I don't think their skill position guys are up to the level of, you know, the other Matt guys. You know, if you could trade the uh, Northern Illinois receiver to them, I, I think I'd probably have them a yeah. little bit higher. But I just don't know if they have sort of the weapons to really totally utilize Gabbert. Uh, defense, you know, Solid, but not like outstanding. I I think I'd have them more if their schedule was a little easier. But I, I looked at this schedule and I'm like, they could easily, other than the Long Island game, start out like one and six. I I mean, it's not out of the question. Lose Cincinnati, lose Minnesota, lose that Army, and then you got that swing game Central Michigan, and then you're going to Eastern Michigan before you get to Akron, and you're just you're, you, yeah. get, well, I mean, that ball starts rolling downhill, and then, you know, you just don't know. I mean, if they could get to that middle part you know, of the season, maybe they could start to string things together, especially if Buffalo isn't what we think they could be. But uh, that front part, uh, when they're also probably trying to find skill position guys to play with Dabbard, I just don't know. I had them uh, under the four. I had them right at four wins. uh I, uh, the ones I gave them were Long Island, Akron, and Bowling and Green. You got three wins there. You only need two more. Well, that, but, but I just struggled to. Find that under is them. pretty solid money at yes, plus one thirty. Yes, too, I so. know. I, I just I, I didn't know quite where to put them. Uh, you know, I, I like Eastern Michigan a little better. I might like Central Michigan a little better. Uh, I, I think I gave them a Buffalo win, and that was my fourth right there. And I, I just I don't know.
1: Yeah, I've got. I've actually got them beating Central and Eastern Michigan. Yes. So uh, I, I'm a little bigger on Miami than you are.
0: Definitely so. All right.
1: Oof, uh, we're getting into the good ones. Are you ready for
0: these? <laughs> I want in-depth knowledge and their upside, if they have any. We'll probably start with the best of the worst in Northern Illinois. Three and a half. Uh, this is basically been a sad fall of grace the last three years uh this team was literally one of the best small schools in the country for about a 20-year stretch and uh now they're hovering around the uh bottom bottoms of the mac Uh, their win total sits at three and a half
1: well they couldn't even manage one last year. yes i know Uh, (laughs) in the six game schedule
0: so where are you at three and a
1: half. I am not big on uh, the Huskies here. I, I I like the under for sure, getting plus 120. Uh, I've got them maybe getting two wins. Uh, that's over Bowling Green and Maine. Uh, I think they'll get that Maine win.
0: Maine's kind of good. I was going to tell you, <laughs> I put that one in the 50-50s because I was so, not sold.
1: If that doesn't say much about your football team, if you're going into playing Maine and it's 50-50, you're probably not that great. Uh, but,
0: uh I did assume Maine, it was probably like four or five games into their season, so they might take their money and uh, want to try to continue on their subdivision. So,
1: but I, I even look at, you know, in Wyoming coming in week two, I don't think they can beat this Wyoming oh, team. Oh, no, uh, definitely uh,
0: not. I had that as a loss for sure.
1: Uh, so I'm, I'm going to ride the, the under here for sure and get the plus 120.
0: Yeah. Uh, I had them at two wins. Um, I, I just, there's not, the defense is awful. The offense is awful. Their receiver is probably the best in the MAC. Yeah. Uh, the problem is there is no one to literally throw him the ball. Just snap uh, it to Tyrese uh, Richie. Every time. Probably all you can do because uh, the quarterback in there is uh, Chad Pennington. Uh, that's a, really an insult to Chad Pennington. Really <laughs> quite good, but uh, arm strength wise, uh, the quarterback who theoretically is going to start can't really even throw. The you know over about 10 yards accurately so uh well,
1: and not to mention they have an awful defense well yes the defense
0: also uh once again northern illinois pride and joy as they were rolling through the mac for 20 years was their defense and it is just no longer there uh really kind of a, a sad fall uh, i don't know how long thomas hammock can last there uh He's overseen a complete disaster and fall, though they were starting to slide a little bit before he got there. But uh, you can watch the wide receiver. He might make one play a game if they can find a way to get him the ball. Uh, Sadly, uh, we're dipping into worse than Northern <laughs> Illinois next. Uh, should I bring up whether you think they can win the MAC?
1: Uh, we don't even need to bother their odds there. 5,000. Uh, uh, 5,000 5, is not nearly enough value for me to even take a well, shot. Well, these next two, uh, not even the
0: 20s, are uh, good enough. Here. But uh, we'll go with Akron. Uh, two wins. Uh, do you have anything on Akron that is meaningful or exciting?
1: Uh. Their coach is in his third season. That's correct. Usually, see some improvement in their third season. Uh, it's a veteran team; they've been there for a little while. A lot of returning well, starters.
0: Improvement would be two wins uh, since. Well, <laughs> they won uh, one game in his uh, two-year tenure.
1: I, you know, I, I look mm-hmm. they, I think they can beat Bryant.
0: That, that's uh, right. And
1: I think the other game circled on the schedule would be at Bowling Green. I that's, think that's correct. That's going to be yeah. a big game for the Zips uh, to decide uh, who's going to be the, Bowling the bottom. Bowling Green is next. The, <laughs> the bottom of the barrel in the MAC. Uh, so I think... Um, and then, you know, I'm not so sure on that Temple game. What do you think about that Temple game?
0: I had that as a loss. I think Temple's got even Even in Akron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no way. I was trying to figure out if maybe Temple was really, really bad. I... They got too many players.
1: You know, I'm tempted, because I've got them right around that two-win total. Yes. I'm tempted to take the over, uh, just because I see them at least getting the two. So I either, I'm either leaning push or over than, than the under. Uh, how are you leaning?
0: Uh, I am under, because I don't have them win the Bowling Green game. I have them winning Bryant. Uh, this probably should sum up my notes on them. They might be able to run the ball. That is all. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: they're pretty much the weakest in the conference at almost every position. I
0: honestly think they're worse than Bowling Green. I, I just, I their defense is awful. Their offense is terrible. Their running back is okay, but their line isn't any good. So I, I, I'm not even a hundred percent sold they can be Bryant. <laughs> all right, we'll move on to the. Uh, Next worst, uh, Bowling Green at one and a half wins. Um, I I didn't even have a cool note on well, them that their running back might be okay. You know, you know what I like
1: here? I like that half point because I've got to win in one game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take the under there. Uh, I I I the only game I can see them maybe winning is the Murray State game at home, uh, and then like you said that that uh, that game between them and Akron. I think that's going to be the swing yes. game. Uh, you've got them winning; I've got them losing. Yes. So I think I all like right. Akron a little better uh, than Bowling Green. That being
0: Green. said, I, I'm not 100 percent sold. Uh, the Murray State game as <laughs> a lock, and uh,
1: this I, is football. I, yes, uh,
0: <laughs> South Alabama was the other one that theoretically maybe uh, South Alabama is probably a little better, but I mean it, it's all same level of bottom feeding garbage, pretty much. Uh, so they have three chances to get two wins. I put them over at exactly two wins. Well, I went Murray State and uh, Akron as my two. Uh, they have a couple good defensive linemen was my only note.
1: Well, I think I just, it's the, the process they're going through in Bowling Green. They completely wiped the team and yes. the staff. Uh, they're going through one of those very slow builds, similar to what Dave Clausen did. Uh, so, uh, they may start to see results next season or the year after, but this year, don't expect much from Bowling
0: Green. No, not at all. All right, so that wraps up the MAC. Let's get your final MAC pick. Who do you think will be your MAC champ? Uh,
1: oh, gosh. I, I'm looking at a matchup of probably uh, Ball State out of the West. I really like Ball State out of the West. And then I'm really torn between Ohio and Kent State. Uh, I like the value in Kent State, but I'm going to have to take Ohio, but with Ball State winning it all. Repeat.
0: I I think I really like the Ball State, uh, but I'm feeling frisky as the bridesmaid of Western Michigan who always finishes second. I'm going to go Western Michigan here. Digging deep there. And see if we can get it... uh, with a slight nudge, hopefully Eastern Michigan is really good just so I can watch the playoffs because they're very exciting. But that does it to the Mac. Right, we're back and then we'll with go the, to the Sun Belt. A lot of really good teams at the top of this conference. Should be really, really good uh, games here in those uh, elite teams matchups. Are you ready to get into the Sun Belt? Yeah, a little top heavy,
1: but uh, it's a good conference. Some really solid teams there at the top. Yeah, for sure. All
0: right, we're going to start out with one of those solid teams in louisiana lafayette just louisiana now but uh we're gonna call them lafayette uh nine and a half wins big big win total here uh, very interesting team uh, sort of a throwback uh style team o-line d-line uh a really really uh elite level uh probably power five level i, yep. I think if they matched up with the uh, low level power five teams uh they would maul them off the uh, floor. So uh, what do you make of Louisiana? I'll tell you out? what,
1: probably one of the most exciting week one games of, this, mm-hmm. of the uh, the whole college football slate there uh, at Texas. I think this is a really telling game. Uh, they went in, took down Ohio State in week one last season. Uh, can they do that again this mm-hmm. year? I'm not sure sure if uh, uh, Texas will be caught off guard. But I, I think the Raging Cajuns could be a better team than the Loghorns. Um, I look at that game, and I look at the game at Liberty towards the end of the season. Yes. Um I think uh, if they can just get one of those two games, I think this could turn yes. out to be a very. Uh, you
0: could probably put it now down. Now uh, we don't even have to go to our pick show. I'm probably taking Lafayette in the up uh, picks. Yeah, I, I, I've got him <laughs> down as a W there
1: as well. Uh, but I, I, I think looking at that Liberty game on the road is
0: going to be tough oh, yeah. too. I, I'm very curious um, about that, especially so, weird timing, uh, right at the end of the year, uh, right at the tail end of their conference but, schedule, but. Uh, what should be an entertaining TV game, but I
1: sure. think if they if they can come out with one win out of those two and and then take care of their conference games, uh, they get App State at home, uh, and they don't play Coastal Carolina either. So uh, I think the, um, the schedule looks good for them, other than those non-conference games. And if they can get uh, one of those two, Texas and uh, Liberty, they can be in a really good position. I've got them easily going over the nine and you a half. You got them over? To
0: see, I got them under right at nine wins. Wow. Now, I think they're much better than uh, that whole side of Mm -hmm. the Sun Belt. Um, But a couple things do concern me a little bit. Uh, You mentioned uh, they're an old-school type team, so that meant like last year they played a lot of close games the year before Mm -hmm. that. Same thing. Now, some of that is to be said is, you know, they ground and pound and run the ball and just sort of gut you to death so it doesn't lend to, you know, huge, big scores like, say, a, a Coastal Carolina does. Uh, But that concerns me a little because when you're in close games, funny things can happen. A fumble here or there, and then you're losing a game. And with that 9.5 win mark, there's not much margin forever. (laughs) You you get one or two losses, and then you're done. And, uh, I mean, the Appy State game, we talked about it, is in Lafayette, so that might be hard. But I think I marked that down as a loss. Um, You know, I didn't know what way to go with the Texas game. You know, and I didn't know what to do with the at Liberty game, and you start to mix that in there, and I just didn't like, um, you know, the odds. I would not personally bet over. I probably wouldn't personally bet under either. I I just sort of mapped it out as a nine. But uh, this is really, really a good team, and if you have a chance to watch them play, uh, really entertaining
1: football. Well, well, the Dynamite simulation has got them going (laughs) eleven and one. (laughs) Eleven and one, Dynamite David, right there.
0: All right. So, uh, conference odds wise, plus one thirty. That one uh, did not float my boat. Uh, if we were talking West Division, division yes. uh, <laughs> I, I, would, I would. Well, I think that's about uh. minus thirteen hundred. <laughs> uh,
1: but when we get to the conference championship, uh, they that that uh, East side's got some solid. Yeah, team
0: I, I saw no value in there. Uh, you're better off just taking their money line to win every game throughout the season, even if they hit your total or my total. You're making more money than to have it being held for six months at plus 130 and then having to probably play Appalachian State or eventually (laughs) Coastal Carolina for a second time. But uh, we'll move on Mm -hmm. to the next team, the darling of football last year, Coastal Carolina. And speaking of win totals without much margin for error, Coastal Carolina, 10 wins. Um, Yeah. A lot of returning players. Um, Coach is still there uh, for now.
1: I think they've got a a, a pretty weak schedule. Yes. Uh, They don't have to play Louisiana. Just talked about that. Yes. Uh, Their toughest non-conference game is probably Kansas at home, Uh, and I think that's probably a W. I don't know. It'll be interesting with a new coach in Kansas. But uh, I just think the schedule really lines up. The one loss I've got penciled in for them is at App State. Yes. Uh, I, I don't like them going in. I think App State's defense is too strong, especially at home in North Carolina. I just I don't see them going in and getting that win. But other than that, I think they can run the table on their schedule.
0: Yeah. Uh, offense, they return a bunch of guys. Defense, they return a bunch of guys. Uh, they should be similar to last year unless that, maybe that defense dips a little. Because uh, it. Really, in uh, years past, it had not shown the ability to get stops, but they showed it last year, and they're all back, so I I don't see how it would be different. I had four sort of 50-50 games for them uh, at Buffalo. That's a tough place to go. We don't know what Buffalo's going to be like. Uh, We'll get to them, but at Arkansas State, that has traditionally been a tough place to go to and play. Uh, You mentioned Appy State. Uh, that will be the game to settle pretty much everything. And then uh, at Georgia Southern will be another tricky game with an option team, Uh, just a hard one to play. Uh, But I have them over at 11, so that gives them, you know, their one loss. But uh, really, uh, it's a good play to hit this over because I I only think they could lose two games. So you're getting the push Mm -hmm. even if they lose two games and you take that over. Uh, So... uh, I think you probably ride with that over eleven here. Um, the coach, uh, I, I can't say enough about him. His offense is just—it's part option, part spread, part air raid. It, it's all over the place. I, I just—I don't know how long he's going to be. But... This is another guy I
1: could see finding a, a good job somewhere else next season. Yes,
0: I, I think the ACC and the SEC probably are <laughs> sniffing around for.
1: But uh, another team, simulators, got him going eleven and one. Mm, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, We'll move on, and uh, speaking of elite teams, uh, bottom part of the Sunbelt uh, preview, uh, might be a little boring, but we're certainly hitting the top rungs yep. here. Uh, Appalachian State nine wins. Mm-hmm. Um, really, uh, this is a very interesting team because I don't think either of us probably totally know what we're going to get on offense. It it was a mixed bag last year. It was a little bit of a mixed bag the year before, too. uh, But their defense is legit level, like elite, elite. I mean, uh, they can go play the elite teams and hold them in there. I'm very interested in that Miami-Florida game uh, because I don't know if either team's going to be able to score points in that one. That one might be an ugly uh, 10-9 mess. But uh, otherwise... uh, I, I'm just curious what you think you're getting from offense on Appalachian State. That would be my only question.
1: Uh, I, 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 I just love their defense so yes. much. Uh, and, you know, they're I look at their schedule. Um, I've got them one less win than Coastal Carolina simply because they have to go to Miami in week two. Yes. I think that's going to be a really tough game. Uh, but I think offensively, I think they – it's not quite the Mac yes. in, in offensive scoring. Yes. You don't have to go out and score forty. No. These are to these win are these games. much. Uh, um,
0: all three of the uh, top teams: Lafayette, Carolina, and the <laughs> State will play defense. Georgia Southern will play defense a little bit. Uh, Arkansas State used to play defense. I don't know what they do now, but uh, and uh, anyone judging by Butch Jones uh, might argue differently.
1: But I th- I, th- I think uh, if, if their offense can manage to scrap together seventeen to twenty one points, they can win a lot of games, uh, and I still think uh, they've got at Louisiana, and then they've got a buy, and then they host Coastal Carolina. That's their season; those two games yes. right there. Um, I think if they can get one of those two, more importantly, the Coastal Carolina game, because that's an Eastern Divisional yes. game. Uh, I still like App State at home there. So I as while I have App State going ten and two, I think they're going to come out as the winners of the East Division, getting that tiebreaker with yeah. Coastal Carolina.
0: I. I struggled with this one because I thought their schedule was a little tricky, especially early on. So I had them under on the nine. I had them right at eight wins. Um, that East Carolina game, I don't totally know what to do with I don't know what East Carolina is. Uh, Miami, Florida, I penciled that one as a loss for sure. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't be stunned too if Abbey State won that game as good as people think Miami's going to be. I uh, I'd like to see them score offensive points on App State before I move that. The Marshall game is weird. Uh, you know, I, I just – Marshall was pretty solid last year. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. And then they had those uh, to open conference play. It's at Georgia State, at Louisiana, Lafayette. That's a, that's a pretty tough one. Then you got the bye, and you go to Coastal Carolina. So, you know, it, it's I, – I think this is a really good team. Uh, they could easily win two games, but I think they could easily – Win eight games too, so it, yeah. it's just uh, if that offense uh, makes a leap, they're mm-hmm. probably winning ten games.
1: Well, I'm interested to see if uh, Chase Bryce, transfer yes. to Duke comes in uh, and plays a quarterback. Uh, if they can find that rhythm on offense, this could be a really. Oh uh, yeah, scary they team. will be.
0: I, I say offense. They will be able to run the ball. They've been mm-hmm. able to run the ball since they've come into. Uh, uh, the NCAA Division One, but uh, I, I think the quarterback play probably will tell the tale here on Appalachian State. But uh, I have that Louisiana-Lafayette-Coastal Carolina game circle. That's going to be a good little uh, yep. three-week period here. Yep. Uh, now, their odds to win the Sun Belt are plus 375. Is there a, a little bit? Or yep. It didn't quite hit my... Peak number, though. What we went to whole Monday I that have I would
1: have liked about 500 here. Yes. I, uh, but uh, I actually I think I might jump in on that 375 just because I think they've got the edge over Coastal Carolina getting that home game yes. in that matchup. Uh, so I could definitely see them in that championship game. And once you get to that game, it's anybody's. Yeah. But uh, so, so.
0: My problem with the 375 is they're going to have to beat Louisiana Lafayette. Mm-hmm. At Lafayette. Then they're going to have to beat Coastal Carolina and then sort of navigate the rest of their little tricky games in there. And then they'll probably have to beat Louisiana Lafayette again in the championship game. That, that's a that's a lot of hard wins. Yep. And you don't have much room for error with Coastal Carolina at, at being in that division. And I, I think we're going to get into that. Uh, the teams like one through five in that division are all solid football teams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can all beat you. And we'll go on to the next one in there. Uh, You know, it's probably between them and Georgia State who's going to end up finishing last in that division, and that should probably tell you how deep that division is. But Troy, it's six and a half wins. um, I I didn't see a lot of guaranteed wins here, but I think this team will be tough to play. Uh, Their offense, probably not great, but I think their D-line and their defense can keep them in games. But I don't know if they can hit that six-and-a-half win total mark.
1: I think it's going to be a little different Troy team than what we're used to seeing. We're normally used to see that uh, kind of air raid sling the yes. ball around Troy. And I think this, they're actually going to be more strongly suited to, to a slower, slow-it-down defensive run yeah, game. Yeah, I think they'll uh, resemble
0: a more happy State than Coastal Carolina. Yeah,
1: uh, but uh, I, I just I don't know if I think they can get over that six-and-a-half hump on that yeah, win total. Yeah, see,
0: that. I think this is a good team, but... That's six and a half. You're asking seven wins. They're going to have to steal one here. And they got some tough ones. Uh, that Liberty game. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, at I think, Southern Miss. Uh, uh, the Southern Miss, I had no clue. I, yeah. It's a rivalry game, so we're tossing that up. And then it's at Southern Miss. Um, you know, at South Carolina, I, I'm not saying that's a loss. I think Troy might be as good as South Carolina. We'll get to there. Probably disgraceful team in a couple of weeks. But, uh, um, you know, at Texas State, I, we're going to get to them. I don't think either of us totally know what to do with them.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we're starting to get into a little bit of the murky water here in this conference. Yes. Uh, just because the, the potential's there, but the potential to yeah. be bad is also you're, there. So you don't...
0: always like, oh, you know, they might sneak up and beat Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the next week they somehow lose to South Alabama or something because they just randomly don't play well. You just totally don't know what you're going to get, and that's why I can't hit but, that 7.
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't see them getting the 7. I'm definitely taking the under plus 105 yes. here. I just I don't think they may be able to get to the 6. There's no way they're going to get the 7, yeah. so hammer I, that under.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the Liberty game will probably be the true test. If they can win that game, I, I think they'd probably go over. But uh, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to do that. And the problem is they win that Liberty game and they go right at Southern Mets. Yep. And I, I think that's where my numbers, I was like, well, they might could split that, but I don't see them going 2-0. So it'll be very interesting to watch Troy this year. And then we move to the next one. All right, now we move on to Georgia State. And uh, this will probably be the other uh, bottom team in uh, that division of the Sun Belt. But I think this is a pretty solid team, too. Four and a half wins as they're over, under. Uh, You know, they have a solid quarterback, pretty good D-line. Skill position players, you know, a little hot and cold on, but uh, I think their coach is a pretty good coach. Uh, But, you know, their schedule's pretty tough. Where did you have them on that uh, four and a half win? I thought it was a a little low, but uh, I I think I ended up going under.
1: Yeah, they've got the trifecta when it comes Mm to uh, playing the top Mm -hmm. of the the conference Mm -hmm. there. They've got to play... At uh, App State, but they get them at home. But then they've got to go back-to-back weeks at Louisiana, at Coastal Carolina. Uh, but I think this is going to be a solid team, and I think they're going to find a way to scrap to get over that four and a half for yeah. sure. Uh, the quarterback experience, uh, all eleven starters on the offense coming back, uh, and I think that's going to be enough to get them there. Uh, they just got to keep their head up after that non-conference schedule. Yeah. I only see them getting one win out of those first four games yeah. this season. Uh, but if they can, if they can get through those, regroup and get ready for their schedule, I think they make make a run.
0: Yeah, I I think that's what scared me the most, was this start of the schedule. Uh, You know, I I don't know what to do with Army. You never know what to do with Army, totally. They could lose that game. I assume they're losing, uh, you know, the game at North Carolina. Charlotte is a little tricky because they're a really, really good offensive team. They don't play a lot of defense, but, you know, there's no telling there. The talent difference isn't, you know, so, so much that one side or the other, you come away shocked that one wins. Then you have at Auburn, and then you have Appalachian State. So, I I mean, in theory, they could start 0-5. And and then, I mean, you're like, oh my, what are we going to do here? And you don't know how they're going to respond. And even after that, you think they get the break at Law Monroe, which, I mean, that probably is a win. But... Then we go to the Texas State team, which we get to, at Georgia State, at Louisiana Lafayette, at Coastal Carolina. I mean, this team might have two wins going into those last two games, first Arkansas State and Troy, and those are pretty solid teams too. And you're just like, where are they definitely getting wins, even though I think their team is pretty a solid team? I, yeah,
1: I, I think I'm a little higher on them than you are. I'm not sure what win total you're at. But I, I think I've got them right in the middle of the pack. Uh, Going about six and six. You have them about six Uh, and six. I think worst case scenario uh, five, uh, but I I I like the over here.
0: Yeah, I had them right at four. I I think my tricky one was Charlotte. I think I marked that down as a loss, but uh, I I mean that could go either way. I I just want to see Charlotte play because they're a very weird team. One week they'll score 50, the next week they score zero. and <laughs> I don't know which side of that uh, I'm going to fall on. But uh, we'll move on to the next one, Arkansas State. And an old friend an of old yours friend. Yes. Uh, has taken over the reins here at Arkansas State. Uh, really, uh, for a long while, Arkansas State was one of the powers of the Sun Belt. Um, mm-hmm. They dropped off a little bit of late, uh, but uh, they usually... Come in with about seven, eight wins. Uh, for sure, this win total seemed a little low to me. But then I started putting the schedule together. Yep. And I went over, but three and a half, I barely went over. I, and I sort of had to manipulate myself into giving them that fourth win. So where I've, are you sitting?
1: I've, I've got them a little com- more comfortably over uh, the three and a half. I've got them going six and six. I think they're going to start off pretty strong. I think they're going to get a big oh. win against Memphis at Oh, no, you have not beaten, beaten. Memphis. I have not beaten Memphis. Now, I don't think they go and win at Washington. I think Tulsa's a toss-up.
0: That one I think was a toss-up. That was uh, one of those where I just sort of was like, I don't think they'll win, but they could win. But, you know, I just don't know.
1: And then I think they have some other winnable games. They've got South Alabama and ULM. Uh, so I, I think they can get... Uh, over that three and a half for sure. I've actually got them six and six on my uh, forecast.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I have them right at four wins. Um, I am very curious about the defense. Offensively, uh, they got a very, very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have really good wide receivers. Uh, probably one of the best receivers in the uh, Sun Belt. And I, I think the offense will be fine, technically speaking. Butch Jones is an offensive coach. Um Some might argue (laughs) that fact, but uh, I think he'll be able to, but I'm very curious about this defense because it was pretty poor last year. Um, They returned the guys, but I don't think they're very good players. So I I just don't know if that defense is going to come back and haunt them. Uh, That's why I'm a little curious about that Tulsa game, see how much they give up, the Memphis game. I I, I think they'll be able to score on Memphis, but I Very scared. Memphis might put up one of those big rushing days on them, and then you're just uh, in trouble. But uh, I I really am very interested with this team. I I do think uh, Butch Jones is a solid coach, and uh, this is sort of a good place uh, for him to be. I think he can win, you know, eight, nine games here if he can sort of get that ball rolling and get Arkansas State sort of back into that mix, into the Sun Belt. Also, uh, they're on the good side of the bracket. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll talk about a couple of these teams uh, that might finish second to La Lafayette because I just don't know uh, really where any of these will fall. And uh, speaking of that, Texas State. Um, I think I talked about them to you last year a little bit. Yeah. I, I was possibly gave you a lot of balls hope. I was well, like, I think this Texas State team's going to be good, and then they were not good. So, uh, a lot of the same people return.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was. I I think I actually picked them quite a bit last yes. year. I kept waiting for them to turn it around. Uh, didn't ever happen last it season. Did not occur. Uh, but I, I think we could see a little bit of uh, upswing this season yes. for sure. Uh, but I've got them finishing right around that win total at four. I, I, I like the push uh, or maybe the over. Uh, take the over and get the push. Uh, but I don't. I don't see him managing to scrape out a whole lot of that. I think um, you know they'll get Incarnate Word. Yeah. I think that's a W. Yes, I would agree. Uh, I like him against South Alabama at home. Uh, I've also got him beating ULM at home, and I've got him taking down Georgia Southern at home. Those are the only four I see them being able to get this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe Georgia State. Yes, and then and I'm not sure about that road game at FIU.
0: Yeah, uh, that one was a a weird one that I didn't quite know what to do with. I think we'll find out probably where Texas State sits. After that one, my concerns with them are quarterback play. Uh, last year, we thought we were getting good quarterback play. We did not. Nope. Uh, they have the skill position guys uh, to match up with teams, but uh, if your quarterback's bad. Uh, receivers don't really matter all that much because no one can get them the ball uh defensively uh, supposedly they have good guys there but it was a little bit of a disappointment last year as well so i don't know where they sit i i think this was probably my hardest one uh to really pick games on because i think there's talent there i just don't know if it Will result in wins, and uh, I'm looking forward to being disappointed every week when well, I put them on my picks. <laughs> they,
1: if they finish four and eight, they've doubled their wins from last That's season, correct. so uh, it's improvement. And uh, I think you know when you get to the teams at this level, doubling your win total is a pretty solid season for them. Yes. So I, I think four and eight uh, is right a, right around where they're going to be sitting.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a little curious about the coach. Um, you know, he came in with a lot of offensive nonsense and uh he's been disappointing the last two years um you know supposedly they have solid players there you never totally know you're listening to what other people say are solid players but uh it's never sort of played out on the field so i'm very curious to see if this team uh another year older with a, a pretty uh veteran team can get some wins this year and uh we i think we both have the uh fun push so, score. Pushes. <laughs> Going out on a limb there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Georgia Southern. I, I, I'm very, very interested about this team. Uh, this is probably – it's never the elite team in the uh, Sun Belt, uh, though they've had some elite years. Uh, but it's a uh, pretty consistent 7-10 to 10 w- win team uh year to year uh so their win total sits at five um once again they fall on the uh bad side of the Sun Belt. i think if you switched them over and traded them with a uh, south alabama or an arkansas state yep. we'd probably be talking about those eight wins but uh because they sit on the uh tough side they're at five and a half wins uh so what do you make of uh georgia southern year
1: uh i i look at this schedule it's it's pretty rough um I think a really telling game is that week two at FAU. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what happens there. Uh, if they can come out of that game with a win, uh, and then look past Arkansas, look past mm-hmm. Louisiana, I think you can chalk those up as losses, uh, and then and then try to turn it around. Uh, I just I don't think they're going to match the success they had last season. Um, but uh, I that five and a half is tough because I've got them yes. right in that window. Uh, but I just I don't see them getting the six, so I'm going to have to go with yeah. the under there yeah. for eight.
0: I went the other way. I went right at six wins. Uh, their schedule's tough. I had to finagle it a little bit, but uh, their defense is always solid. They have a really good coach, and that uh, option offense is just always really, really tough to prepare for, and they run it perfectly. Uh, they do have a new quarterback running it, but uh, that never factors to me very much in an often offense. Uh, you know, those guys have three reads and, you know, it's not like, you know, they're reading pass plays down the field. So you could plug and play uh, pretty easy. Now some of them run it better than others. But I, I think the quarterback play will be good. Their defense will be solid. Schedule-wise, uh, that's where it gets a little tricky. You mentioned the FAU game. Uh, that'll be really important to see if they hit that over. If they can win that one, uh, Arkansas, I... I Put as a fifty fifty, but a fifty fifty as a loss, because I don't think we know what Arkansas is I like didn't, last year. But well, I didn't think they that. weren't even good last year. They just played a lot of close games last
1: year. I've actually got them losing at Troy. Yes, I think, that's I, another think tough I
0: marked one. that's the thing. Uh, you have that at Troy game. I had that at, at Texas State game. Now they do have you know coastals at home, Georgia State's at home, Louisiana Lafayette's at home. So it, maybe they string a win there, but. Then they might go to at Texas State and lose that one. You never really know. That's why it's really really hard uh, to sort of pick this team. But uh, you know, I sort of just went with they usually win six games. So you know, coach is good, defense good, offense solid. I go with just the true uh, number here instead of like a Georgia State where I went a little under on that one. I, I trust Georgia Southern system. All right, uh, we're gonna get into the uh, the bottom feeders here. <laughs> um, South Alabama. Uh, this win total is obviously a little elevated because they are on the bad side. Uh, but I don't see much here. I was, I was surprised to see the Very shocked at the four and a, and a half. Though, the, uh, and a half. Uh, but then I started measuring it out. I did go under, but I did have them at three. So, well, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a complete debacle. Uh, totally new coach. We don't know much about him.
1: I've I've got them at three and nine, and that's even with them managing to win the opener in yes. Southern Miss at home. Yes,
0: uh, that's correct. I have them exactly as you three and nine. And
1: I don't even know if they can get that
0: one. Well, I I didn't even pencil in like an automatic at Bowling Green because I uh, don't know what South Alabama's level is. I know what Bowling Green's level is, but it wouldn't totally stun me if South Alabama's level is exactly the same. I I mean, I I don't know. What they're good at they have a pretty solid receiver but nothing is good their o-line is bad their d-line is bad their quarterback is not that good their running back is not that good um so i i just don't know really where to pencil in wins uh i, I will say tennessee did a great hey. job of scheduling both bowling green and south alabama onto their schedule so uh two wins there four wins from a bowl baby good scheduling there um so what do you make of this South Alabama team? Uh, anything?
1: No, I, I really don't have a whole lot on them. I just, I, I look at that schedule and I just, I don't see them piecing together to any enough to get over that four and a half. They're definitely not going to get five. Yes. They may get to four if they win one or two that they're not supposed to. Uh, I would actually probably see two before I'd see four. Yeah.
0: I, I was very stunned at uh, the four win projection. I a lot of, different ones uh pff had them around four uh phil Steele had them around four and i just didn't totally see it i mean you give them bowling green you give them alcorn state and then i guess they're giving them at law Monroe we'll get to them next um but uh i just didn't see four in there uh maybe southern miss is extremely awful but I, i can't believe they are so extremely awful to south Alabama bad so uh Just really weird, but I'm going under three on there, and I I think this might actually be contender for the worst team, because we're gonna get to our next one. Uh, It might be the most interesting, uh, atrocious team I've ever seen, because I I don't think any player is a legit true hardcore D1 player, but- uh, Their coaches sure Their coaches have (sighs) been and have won a lot of games. Yep. They bring in Terry Bowden to uh, take over as head coach, and I I think more shocking is uh, the offensive coordinator is Rich Rodriguez. So uh, I I don't know. I don't know if they have the players uh, that can win games. Uh, Terry wasn't all that great at Akron, but uh, he has won games in the SEC. Rich Rodriguez has won numerous games until he uh, randomly went to Michigan. So what do you make of this Lawman Road team?
1: Uh. I, don't, I honestly don't think they're going to do a whole lot better than South Alabama. I actually have them going 2-10. Yes. Uh, I do have them getting the over, the win total, yes. One and a half. Uh, that all depends on that head-to-head matchup where they host South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be the swing game uh, between who gets the bottom in, in this conference for sure. Uh, just because looking at outside of Jackson State.
0: Uh, Deion's team.
1: And maybe yes. South Alabama. Where do you find your wins? Yes. You've got at Kentucky, you've got Troy, you've got Coastal, uh, Georgia State, Liberty, at App State, at Texas State, maybe Arkansas State, yes. uh, at LSU, uh, Louisiana to finish yes. the season. I just, there are not many wins on this schedule. No, uh, and even that Jackson State one, I don't think yes. is a certain...
0: No, I I, <laughs> I I put Jackson State as a win, but uh, yeah. it, it was in a very light pencil. <laughs> um, I... I but I'm like you. I have them at two wins. I had them beating South Alabama, and I have them in the Jackson State win, but I, I couldn't find another one. I-, I just don't think they're quite, even with their coaching staff on the level of like an Arkansas State or a Texas State, to steal those kinds of wins, yeah. and, and those would be the bottom feeders. I, they don't have a chance for, you know any of those top, top uh, elite teams uh, maybe in three years, uh, but... I don't know if those guys are going to be around in three years. Uh, Maybe there was an influx of money in Louisiana Monroe that I don't know about. Uh, (laughs) Judging from the past uh, 50 years of watching them play football, I'm not sure that money came in. So uh, anyway, uh, I do have them over. I am interested uh, probably early on just to see what it looks like. Uh, Those are some big-name coaches, but uh, I just don't think the players are there for them to do much, and uh, the bottom half here, South Alabama, La Monroe, really, really uh, sort of poor teams. Uh, so I, I think Louisiana Lafayette, probably not the favorite to win the sun, uh, sun Belt, but I, I think, think they have the easiest road to a to championship game, game. Yep. and that's uh, you know sort of half the ball there because then it's just a one-game playoff. Uh, looking at the Sun Belt odds, who do you like? Uh, maybe a long shot. And then who do you really like, who you think will win it?
1: Uh, my long shot uh, would probably be, I don't, I don't think they're a long shot, but uh, I like App State. Yes. I really do. Uh, they're not the, you know, the dark horse, but I think they've got a tough path. And like you said, they probably have to play Louisiana twice yes. to win that conference championship. Louisiana is my pick yes. to win it all. Uh, I think they're the, um, they've got a really good coach. And they've got the experience, and I think they've got the easiest path, and uh, they'll they'll be ready. But I, I like App State coming out of the East over Coastal. I just think that home game in between those two is going to be the deciding factor.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, that's our show for today. Be sure to catch us next week. We got Conference USA and the AAC, so that'll be a fun breakdown. A lot of fun teams in those two conferences. We're going to come to you every day. For the next couple weeks, on Thursday, to have all the conference breakdowns, and then we'll start with the NFL. I think in about two weeks. It's,
1: I tell you what, it's nice to get in a good preseason schedule before yeah. we get into the into the uh, the games. We yes. have a little bit of uh, of an off season and fall fall yeah. practice. Uh, it's firing up, so I'm getting really excited, starting to get that itch.
0: Yes, be sure to join us on all the shows on Football Time and the Green Light Network. That's our show, and we're out. Greenlight Network presents Football Time.